0: Presentation of the Rio Grande Oil Company. Calling all cars. Attention all cars. San Jose police calling all cars. Broadcast 46. Pick up a black coupe. License number 6 Alfred 1167. 6 Alfred 1167. Occupants of this car shot Officer John Buck when he attempted to question them. Go get them, boys. That is all,
1: girl, you're under arrest. Oh, oh, gee, Why, Tommy, you scared me. So, where did you get that thing, Dad? It? you better do it. I belong to the Junior Police Department. They, I'd like to belong. Okay, just get your mother or father to drive into any real brandy gasoline station and ask the dealer for a Junior Police Department enrollment card. Sign it and you get a real metal police badge. And it's absolutely free. You don't have to buy a thing. Is this a real brandy station? What's Daddy? Yes, sir. I want to join that junior police department
0: and get a real metal police bag. Here you are, young lady. Just find this card. It doesn't cost you anything. And here's a free radio log for you. Well, while I'm here, I guess I might as well try some of that real grandy cracked gasoline. Right-o, sir. How many? Fill her up. Oh, you know, mister, you've got a thrill coming. Now you'll get police car performance in your car, because this is the same gasoline that so many cities specify for their police cars. Well, I doubt if cracked gasoline is so different from other brands. You'll soon see. That cracking process does wonders. It makes a livelier gasoline, because the atoms are cracked open, and elements of energy are released that would go to waste in ordinary gasoline. You'll find that cracked gasoline starts faster. On hills, you'll find you've got more power, Your motor won't ping or overheat because cracking raises the anti-knock rating 10 points. I'm giving you a better gasoline, mister, than any other company can give you at this price. And this gasoline has tetraethyl, too, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. That sounds good, but I'll see for myself. If it's half as good as you say, I'll be back. You'll be back, mister. You won't be satisfied with any other gasoline after using Rio Grande crack. to have as our guest chief of police jn black of san jose who has a message for you Chief Black. good evening i feel highly honored to be invited to participate tonight in the broadcasting of calling all cars which i am told is the west's greatest program and i feel doubly honored that one of the cases of the police department which it has been my privilege to head for so many years has been selected as the basis of the story you are about to hear. In the Policeman's Code of Honor, there is an unwritten law which is invoked only when a criminal has shot a brother officer. But when it is invoked, let the criminal beware, for the Royal Northwest Mounted has no sterner code. Our story tonight tells of the unwritten law. I shall now turn the microphone over to Pat Weaver, who will carry on with the story. Thank you, Chief Black. In the latter part of February last year, Chief Black is addressing a meeting of citizens in San Jose. One of the greatest single factors which has acted as a deterrent to crime in our city is the installation of the police radio. Our station, KGPN is in constant touch with the patrol cars cruising the city, and the rapidity with which these cars now arrive at the scene of a disturbance spells ruin for all but the most wary criminals. Tonight, I have planned a demonstration for you to show you just how efficiently our radio police work. I have here on the platform a telephone and a radio receiving set tuned in on the police broadcasting station I will telephone for a police car, and any of you who wishes may check the time it takes the officers to respond. All ready? Now, I will call for the car. Uh, Give me the police department, please. Hello? Uh, This is the chief, Sergeant. Send the car over to me right away. I'm at the auditorium. Now, we'll turn on the radio. KCPM, calling car 5. Calling car number 5. Report to the chief at the auditorium. Car number five, report to the chief at the auditorium. That is all. There you are. No matter what the call, whether it is some boys creating a disturbance or a murder, your request for the police is referred to the car in your district just as quickly as that. It's a lot different than policing when I joined the force back in the 90s. I remember one case where a fellow ran the search and killed six people down at Campbell. Five miles away. By the time word got to us and we got to the scene of the crime in a rig, the murderer had a half a day's start on us. Now, over the radio, we've got an invisible dragnet around the criminal before he gets a block away from the scene of the crime. Well, here come the boys now in just a few seconds, less than a minute. <laughs> and here's Officer Buck coming up to report. Good evening, Buck. Good evening, sir. you called? Yes, Buck. I wanted to show these folks how quickly you could answer a call. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is radio patrolman John Buck. Uh, Where were you when you received my call, Buck? Uh, My partner and I were patrolling our district looking for those fellows who have been holding up gas stations. We were about ten blocks away. Well, that's making good time, but... Anything special you wanted, Chief? No, just wanted to demonstrate the efficiency of you boys to the audience. Thanks very much, and uh, thank your partner for me. Yes, sir. Good night, sir. As Chief Black continues his address explaining the operation of the police force... Officer Buck joins his partner, Clinton Moon, in radio car number five. What does the skipper want? Just showing off radio efficiency to the citizens. He's awfully proud of it, isn't he? <laughs> I'll say he is. He's a great guy, the chief. Yeah, uh, none better. Hey, hey Clinton, that looks suspicious. What? See that car parked in that closed service station over there? Yeah. Might be the guys that have been pulling all those jobs down this way. They drive past slow, and I'll shoot my light over there. They don't like to be investigated. They're pulling out. Turn around, and we'll follow them. Okay. Got that license? 6A-1167? See if it's on the hot seat. 6A-1167. No, I haven't got it on here. Might have just stolen it. They sure act suspicious to me. Uh, here's a good place to pull them over. Not much traffic. Okay, I'll give them the words. Come over Just a minute, boys. What's your hurry? What's the big idea? Nothing. Just want to talk to you for a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, this is all I got to say.
1: Answer! <laughs> oh, I you, uh, said you. I don't pay you ass for it. <laughs>
0: Ah, he wouldn't have a chance if this gun hadn't jammed. Come on, cut the gap. We're scrammy.
1: Hey, stop! Come back here!
0: revolver, the bandits have disappeared into the night. Moon turns his attention to his wounded partner, who is bleeding profusely. He rushes forth to the hospital and then reports to headquarters. At the auditorium, Chief Black is still speaking. I cannot impress on you citizens too strongly the life of constant danger which your policemen lead. At any moment of the day or night, they may be called upon to give up their lives in defense of your property and of the peace of the community. I, I, I beg your pardon, Chief. Yes, what is it? An urgent call for sir, from headquarters. You can take it on this phone here. Very well. I hope you will pardon me, friend. Hello? Yes? What? Very well. I'll be right over. Ladies and gentlemen, I must ask to be excused. The officer who demonstrated our police radio to you a few moments ago has just been shot. Oh. Oh. quarters. Moon reports the details of the shooting to Chief Black. And that's the story, Chief. we got the license number and the car was a small black coupe. Let's see, that license number was... 6A-1167. All right. Ed? Yes, Chief? You got that description? Yes, sir. Ask uh, Sheriff Emmick to put it on the teletype to all points and broadcast it to our foul cars. Yes, sir. <laughs> Off duty, and tell them to report to me down here at once, and send these orders to the radio cars. If these men are still in San Jose, we'll bottle them up. Yes, sir. I want the rest of you men who are here to get out in the cars and cover the territories marked here on the map. Walter, uh, this will be your section. Okay. Please. And Mac, I want you to cover the south end of town. Yes, sir. And the rest of you to take the sectors I've already assigned to you. Keep in touch with headquarters. Yes. Sure, sir. Okay. All right, now boys, get going. I'll be here. I got a check for San Francisco on over. Well, boys, it's up to us. I guess you all know what I'm thinking. Sure we do. Those guys didn't give John a chance. They shot first, and that's just what I intend to do. And me too. Yes, now, wait a minute. Not so loud. Don't let the chief hear us. Well, my bet is he feels the same way about it, even if he can't say so officially. Then that's agreed? Sure. When we find these birds, we shoot first, and we'll ask questions later. Okay. Let's go then. As the police pledge their vengeance on the man who brutally shot their brother officer, the wanted black coupe is pulling up before a tiny bungalow in an auto camp on the outskirts of San Jose. Well, here we are, Joe. You need some help? Yeah. Give me a I don't know yet. Quiet, you damn fool. You want the bulls down on us? Now help me into the cabin. There we are. Get me over to that damn and port quick. Uh, now where the devil's Bonnie? Bonnie! Hey, Bonnie!
1: Yeah, honey? Come here. What is it, hon? Don't
0: What's that- the matter? Uh, Plenty. Get the bandages out and the iodine. Joe, sure you're hurt. Sure I'm hurt. Who did it?
1: How did it uh, happen?
0: Stow the chatter, will you? I'm bleeding. My Can't you daughter, see I'm bleeding? Tell me what happened. I plugged a cop. His partner let me have it. You
1: plugged a cop? Oh, Joe, what'd you do that for? Now listen here,
0: Bonnie. You're an okay kid. And i like to have you around, but I ain't answering any foolish questions. You mind your own business, and I'll mind mine. But
1: Joe, I love you. You don't know what it means to be left here night after night while you're out. Never known if you come back alive
0: or yeah. not at all. Yeah, well, if it gets you so upset you can always walk out, you know, that door is always open. Joe, you know I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you'll be better off without this broad Joe. We had nothing but bad luck ever since you picked her up. Joe,
1: you're gonna let him talk like that. I'm gonna plug
0: both of you, but don't stop this cabin. It banners me up. We ain't got all night to sit around here chewing the fat. We got a highball out of here. <laughs> stretched across the peninsula and the Bay Area. The police radio spins an escapeless web as it deploys officers to all strategic points, leading out of San Jose and into San Francisco and Oakland. And up on the coast from Eureka to El Centro, from the Sierras to the sea, the police teletype picks out the warning to all officers to pick up the wanted black coupé. Bayshore Highway is barricaded, and every passing car is stopped and its occupants are scanned and questioned. The Bay bridges and ferries are watched to prevent escape to the north. Route 101 is blocked between Gilroy and San Jose. Officers are stationed outside Livermore on Route 99. Escape to the south is cut off. police car. It's wiped out. Quietly, the two occupants watch the infrequent cars that pass the spot. Here comes the car. Turn over your motor. Stop oh, that was a sedan. Wish I could smoke. There's no witnesses out here. And the story is, they resisted arrest. Right. They'll get what's coming to them. On your toes. Here comes another one. Get that gap ready. Yes, sir. It's a coupé, and that's the license number. Let's go. Force him over. You didn't give Buck a chance. Hey, Harry, Hold it. What's the matter? We got a woman in there. Ah, oh, nuts. Stick up your hand, Jufri. Now, come out of there holding them up. I'll open that door. What's all this about? What do you want with us? You're under arrest. What for? Assault with a deadly weapon with intent to commit murder. That's ridiculous. Right, hey, come on, and cut out that talk. Get out of there. Hey. Hurry up, you. Look here, you guys are all wrong. There's some mistake. Listen, mister. Nothing would give me more pleasure than an excuse to shoot you. Now you shut up or I'll pledge you for a arrest. Back in police headquarters, Joe Matlock, his pal Sam Thomas and Bonnie face Chief Black. Look here, Chief, what's the big idea? My friend here is sick. He's got an appendicitis attack. I was just taking him over to the doctor in Oakland when these two men arrested us. Appendicitis attack, huh? He's not suffering from appendicitis. He's got three bullet holes in him. Ed. Yes, sir? Have the sergeant fingerprint these three prisoners. And then take this man who's suffering from appendicitis and have him treated for his bullet wounds. Yes, sir. Listen, Chief, you got a bum steer. What do you want to fingerprint us for? We ain't done nothing. Nothing. Why, I'm a plumber. Ha, I got credentials. Let me show you my papers. We're on the up and up. Yeah? Well, if you're on the up and up, then you won't mind being fingerprinted, you know, for elimination. But, Chief, that's just a lot of time wasted. You better let us go. i got to get my pal to the hospital. Yes, please, sir, he's in great pain. I don't doubt it. Those police revolvers leave ugly wounds. Oh. But, Chief, there's no reason to Take them to out, Ed. Them. Ed take him out. <laughs> There's the dope on the mugs and the prints of those three prisoners, sir? We made two of them. The girl don't seem to have a record. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam Thomas. Served time in my own reformatory. And Joseph Matloss.
1: Hmm,
0: what a nice long record he's got. Three-time loser to boot. What's the doctor say? he's touching up the guy now. He'll send him in as soon as he's ready. Hey, what's that noise, there's quite a crowd outside the jail, sir. They heard about Buck being shot and they're collecting from all sides. Hmm, I don't like that. How many men are in headquarters now? Uh, half a dozen, I guess. All right. Don't let anyone go home. I may need all of them in a little while. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> is treated for his wounds and then is thrown into a cell with his frightened partner, Sam. Gee, Joe, what are we going to do? Don't worry, don't worry. We're okay, kid. What makes you so sure? Listen, I beat the rat before and I can beat it again. Yeah, but, gee, you shouldn't have plugged that cop. Quiet. You didn't see me plug no cop, did you? What do you mean? Oh, Oh, I get it. No, no, of course not. I I didn't see anything. That's right. And you ain't going to squeal, are you? Well, you know me better than that, Joe. Yeah, well, I ain't so Sure. You ain't been through as many of these things as I have. They'll have to get tough with you. That don't scare me. I ain't squawking, but I'm worried. Well, well, forget it. This is gonna be a pipe. They ain't got anything on us. Oh, I wish I could be sure. That other bull saw us. He ain't certain it was us he saw. Why, when I get him out these down here from Frisco, we'll be out of here in no time. Gee, I hope so. If that guy dies, this'll be murder. Yeah, only we didn't do it, see? You don't know nothing about it. The smattering of a couple of dozen idlers outside the jail grows momentarily. Soon, a hundred people stand in the streets, staring into the jail windows. Fifteen minutes later, 200 people have gathered. Traffic is jammed, and swords are added to the crowd every second. Within an hour, a thousand citizens mill around the jail, allowing themselves to be whipped into mob frenzy by a self-appointed leader who addresses them from the top of an automobile. Are your citizens taxpayers or are your citizens? No! The friend of any
1: of us, John Buck, was shot down in cold blood tonight. The man that shot him was in that building. Are we going to let, stand and let's buy and let him get by with a crime as black as that? Are we going to see our taxes spent on a long and costly trial
0: for a ruffian, a rascal who might work the sympathy of a jury to the point where he might gain his freedom? Oh!
1: In the age of 49, and tender out the sort of justice this sort of subject does. There's a rope! I got a rope there! I got a
0: Chief Black, having made arrangements to protect the jail against attacks from the maddened crowd outside, Summons Matlock to his office. The criminal, conscious of the mutterings of the crowd, looks uneasily at the bars in the high, narrow window, glances carefully at the chief, twitches, weaves back and forth in his feet like an animal at bay. Matlock, I want you to tell me about that shooting tonight. What do you mean, Matlock? My name is Johnson. Uh, if it is, it's an alias. Your name is Matlock. Here's your record. You see, I know more about you than you know about yourself, perhaps. Now, you'd better tell me about that shooting. I don't know what you're talking about. No? Listen to that. No. Uh, what, what's all that shouting about? Oh, don't poker face me, Matlock. They want your hide out there. You shot a policeman. I didn't, I tell you. I can explain everything I've done tonight, I can account for every place I've been. You're lying, Matlock. I know you shot that police. You can't prove it. Well, listen once more. <laughs> Matlock, so you can explain everything? Sure. What would you rather do, explain a lie to that bloodthirsty mob out there or tell me the truth? Oh, gee, chief, you wouldn't turn me over to them, would you? I don't know, Matlock. I might have to. No, 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 you couldn't do that. No, you mustn't do that, chief. Well, do you want to come clean? Okay, okay, I'll come clean. Did you shoot Officer Buck tonight? I don't know what his name is. Well, did you shoot a police officer? Well, yeah. Why? Oh, I don't know. I'm a hard guy, Chief. I don't take backs off from no one, and I don't like bulls. So, you go around shooting them, is that it? Well, not exactly, but this big flatfoot ran us into the curb, and I wouldn't take any of his lift. He started snooping around, so I let him have it. I can't afford having anybody monkeying around me. Why not? Well, you see, I'm a three time loser, Chief. I'm out on parole. I know if he found anything on me, it'd be just too bad, so I took my chance of shooting it out. And here you are. Yeah, here I am. do yes. Please don't Can yes, yes. you break out those submachine guns? No, Steve, yes, don't. Tell the boys to stand by. No, don't, don't let him get me, T. Please, please save me. Steve. We'll please. see. out! I'll open the doors, but I don't want any of that racket. I'll stand back six paces from that door when I count three. The man that's any closer when I open the door is going to be sorry. Ready? One, two. Citizens, Chief. Well, what do you want? One of our peace officers was shot tonight. He may die. Yes? We want to settle this matter in our own way. Yes. We want to take the whole thing off your hands. You want to lynch this man? Yeah, him and his partner and that girl. You want to avenge the attempted murder of a police officer? Yeah. And to do that, you would set aside the authority vested in the police department? I don't know what you're talking about. We want this man's body. Now, look here. You're not very consistent and demanding the right to lynch this man, you infer no confidence in the police department, a member of which you are trying to avenge. Now, that doesn't make sense, does it? Well, but... uh, Does uh, it? Why, you don't understand. I do understand. You have no faith in the police department. Oh, no, it isn't that. We have faith in the police department, all right? Oh, you do. Sure we do. How about the rest of you? Okay, then this is all I've got to say to you. Go home and cool off. You say you have faith in the police department. Very well. There are six officers in here armed with submachine guns. They are pledged to keep the peace even at the cost of human lives. You say you have faith in your police. Well, let me assure you that these men will turn these machine guns on you as the lawbreakers and offenders to the police that you now are unless you disperse at once and go to your home. clinching stand taken by the police that night averted a serious breach of the peace. The citizens went quietly to their homes, and Sam Thomas and Joe Matlock were held in the San Jose Jail while their victim, John Buck's life, hung in the balance. Finally, on April 5th, John Buck died. Thomas and Matlock were formally charged with murder, and on June 19th went on trial for their lives. On July 2nd, the jury returned a verdict of guilty with recommendation of life imprisonment. And on July 5th, Thomas was sentenced to San Quentin Prison and Matlock to Folsom Prison for the rest of their natural lives. Hello there, Rio Grande. Remember me? You got me started on that cracked gasoline the other day. Sure. I knew you'd be back. How did you like it? I guess there is a difference in gasolines after all. The old bus seems to have more pep, all right. I don't have to shift gears so often either. And it certainly starts in a hurry. So fill her up on Rio Grandy cracked again. Boy, I'm sold. I told you so. That cracked gasoline ought to sell for more money because Rio Grande stations are certainly offering the best gasoline value in this market. All cars San Jose police calling all cars Cancellation broadcast 46 Regarding a shooting Suspects in this case are now in custody That is all and produced by William N. Robeson. The orchestra was conducted by Claude Sweeten. In tonight's dramatization, you have heard the following radio artists. The role of Chief Black was played by Walter White. Carl Kroenke played Patrolman Moon. Laura Jane Heller played Bonnie. Ed Max played Patrolman Buck. Harold Helvinston played Sam Thomas. Arnold McGuire played Joe Matlock. Harold Perry played Mack. And George Levins played Ed. This is your narrator, Pat Weaver, saying goodnight for the Rio Grande Oil Company.